At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour three of the nightcap here on VEASAN. Lakers and Sixers becoming a bit of a game here. Five-point game, ten minutes to go. Sixers still leading by five. It was seven last night. Closed at nine and a half in favor of the visitor, the Philadelphia 76ers. No LeBron James tonight. James Harden just went down uh, with an apparent knee injury and uh, walked back to the locker room. So something to keep an eye on there. He looks fat, by the way. Harden? Yeah, he like fluctuates. Goes up and down. Um, so keeping an eye on that, but bringing our good friend Jared Smith from Pixwise at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter. Did I hear a dog barking in the background? Do you have a do you have a little pup these days? Yeah, he's rambunctious. Although he is sleeping now, he was he was squealing in his sleep. He's adorable. <laughs> um, he's keeping me up. Actually, more waking me up early more so than keeping me up late. Usually he's the one that's passed out and I'm still doing research for games or getting on the air and talking to you fine folk at midnight here on the East coast, but he's, he's doing very well. Thank you for asking. There we go. I mean, I don't know. Is it, is it indicative to some, uh, some, some foreshadowing? Are there some dogs that are barking in your eyes? Come the sweet 16, you taking some points anywhere on the board, uh, this, uh, Thursday or Friday night, Mr. Smith. Well, we discussed the big one, and I, I actually I think there's well there's two really big big ones. I think there's one medium sized dog that's a little more of a public pooch, and those tend to have fleas. I'm of course talking about those Providence Friars who we've mm. discussed at length, not only on this show but I feel like they're the the lightning rod team on every media, especially sports gambling talk show. Arkansas and St. Peter's obviously being the big big dogs, the double digit dogs. I think Gonzaga is the one that. If I was going to bet a favorite this week and I had to choose one of the big ones, Gonzaga uh, or Purdue, I, I think I would choose Gonzaga. I don't know. I just I, I, I feel like they're not losing this game. And if I don't think they're losing this game, then I feel confident in laying the points because it's been about 80 uh, percent of the favorites that cover in the tournament. And that kind of holds true to what we see in the NFL, too. About 80 percent of the favorites that cover this or that win the game also cover the spread. I'd be willing to bet that if the favorites cover in the big, big games, Purdue, Gonzaga, or if they win, I bet they cover. If they lose, then obviously they lose outright. 
Yeah, we were just talking about uh, Arkansas and Gonzaga uh, pre-tournament, just because I, I, you know, you can't have all chalk prevailing. So I, I had picked this as a as a slight upset. I don't feel so anymore. What's interesting about this game, and I'm curious to get your thoughts, because when when I saw this draw come out with the Memphis Gonzaga likelihood of uh, of that second round matchup, I felt like, oh boy, I think Gonzaga's in some trouble here. And you know, I took the points with Memphis when that thing opened. And you're able to to cover that one with ease, but Gonzaga does come back. You know, Jared, what's interesting is, and I told this to Sean, I actually came away impressed by Gonzaga to come and overcome that. Now, I don't know if they'll cover the nine and a half. I'm not playing it personally. Um, Sean thinks that Arkansas is live. I'm a I'm a must bus fan too, but I think I I actually learned something from Gonzaga. I came away impressed from their resilience from Drew Timmy's performance, because I thought Drew Timmy was walking into another situation like he did in the Baylor National Championship where he kind of wilted, didn't really play well, and he did the exact opposite in the second half. He was an absolute monster. So that, I don't have a Gonzaga future, but that game to me actually gave me more confidence in Gonzaga while I think the overall narrative is, well, they only beat a nine seed by four points. Memphis isn't your average nine seed. Um, I, I would, and you know, you can talk about when we talk about Houston, they're not your average five seed. And I think the seeds, we talk about this all the time. The seeds don't matter. Um, it's the makeup of the team. It's who the coach is. It's the matchup. And that was a bad matchup for Gonzaga because Gonzaga has two bigs that like to play away from the rim and Memphis has bigs that like to bring you into the rim. And I, I think that's what, what really favored the, uh, the Tigers in that game. Now this game's a little different against Arkansas. Arkansas, to me, is kind of a finesse team, especially on the outside. And and for me, and I'll get Sean's take on this, too. When I handicapped Arkansas's season as a whole, and I looked at the games that J.D. Note exploded in, 28-30 against Auburn and Kentucky, those were their best two wins of the year. Not so much in the tournament. He's been held to under 20 points in both games. He's 2 of 10 from 3. He's 8 of 24 from the field. He needs to be explosive if Arkansas is live in this game. If J.D. Note scores 17 points and goes one of seven from three, gets to the line a bunch of times because he's good at that, but doesn't have that explosive 25, 30-point game where he makes three or more threes, I don't think Arkansas has a chance in this game. And I, I think to me, Sean, that is the key for the must-bus. Is J.D. Note driving it, or is he in the back seat throwing spitballs at the driver? I agree with that. I think when you look at Gonzaga's losses this year outside of St. Mary's, they've been to athletic teams with multiple guys that can put the ball on the floor, get to the rim, and it also play pressure man-to-man defense. You know, when I just think Arkansas is very similar to Memphis in a lot of ways, except the fact that Coach Muss has been coaching college basketball an extremely longer period of time than Penny Hardaway. I think Penny Hardaway eventually is going to be a good – he's still a young coach. Was he year three? I think of him coaching college basketball. So, obviously, Memphis didn't make the correct adjustments at halftime. They came out for the second game in the tournament, couldn't score in the initial eight minutes of the second half. I don't think Arkansas runs into that. I think this is a tight game. I think it goes down the stretch. And I think Coach Muss and Coach Few are on the same level. I have a lot of respect for Coach Musselman. No doubt with, with you know, Coach Musselman. Um, uh, he's, he's not the one playing this game. Though. That's the only thing that scares me. I, I just, wh- when I watch Arkansas play in these first two games of the tournament, there was just a little bit of hesitation with how they executed their offense. Mm-hmm. And it was because their best player isn't playing that well. 
And I, I, I think that's the key. I mean, I, I think it's as easy as that. I think this handicap is simply if J.D. Note comes out firing, has a good game, I think Arkansas is in this game. If he comes out, because they're going to try to get him going early. I, I think that has to be the game plan. And if he isn't going early and, and Gonzaga jumps out to a big lead and then Arkansas is kind of chasing it a little bit, um, that's where I think the Razorbacks get into some trouble. It's going to be, hey, I, I hope it's a great game. I'm not betting Gonzaga on the spread, but I just, I fear that that Memphis was a little more up where as this matchup, Arkansas is not quite as physical as Memphis is, especially in the middle. They are a little bit more of a finesse run and gun team on the outside. We'll see. It's not an easy strategy to run and gun with Gonzaga. That's a hard thing to do, but they're going to have to make a lot of shots from the outside in this game if they want a chance. Talking to our good friend Jared Smith from PicksWise at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter. Arkansas and Gonzaga both 0-2 ATS so far in the NCAA tournament. Arizona's 0-2 ATS, but their opponent is 2-0. And you could argue the Houston Cougars may be the most impressive team through the first two rounds of this tournament. I guess St. Peter's deserves that nod. <laughs> Here they are. They were, you know, a 15 seed. But outside of St. Peter's, I would say Houston certainly could uh, could take the cake. I've gone back and forth on this. Ultimately, I'm going to side with Houston here. I'm going to take the one and a half. Um, you know, they, they have been spectacular. Uh, I, I keep wondering, hey, at some point, the loss of Sasser, uh, you know, the loss of Mark, is that going to, to come back and bite them? I do like the coaching edge with Kelvin Sampson versus Tommy Lloyd. And then watching TCU and uh, Eddie Lampkin absolutely eat on the glass, the offensive glass, that kind of was an eyebrow raiser. He had 10 offensive rebounds in that game. And you look at Houston, what do they do? They get after the offensive glass as good as anyone in the country, third in the country in offensive rebounding percentage, Jared. So when you look at the late game tomorrow, in that region, uh, Houston and Arizona, do you have a play on either side? I do. I, I love Houston, um, and I'll get to the matchup in a minute, but I think the odds, uh, the macro odds for the Final Four really told the story for me, um, at least at MGM, which is one of the books that I look at throughout the week. They're Arizona's odds to make the Final Four, they won two games, and they're in the Sweet 16. Their odds got worse to make the Final Four this week. Um, and I don't think that's weakness in Arizona. I, I, I think that's strength with Houston. And I, I think when you look at this Houston team, they're drastically underseeded as a five. I mean, they arguably, they were a two seed last year in the final four. I think they're at that level again this year. And when you look at their makeup, yes, obviously Sasser's huge, but Kyler Edwards also a team, you know, a guy that's already been in the final four with Texas Tech. Uh, kind of fills that void. And they've got some other really good transfers, Carlton up front as well. And then Tajay Moore is playing the tremendous, the Cal State Bakersfield transfer. So, you know, not only uh, has Greg uh, Kelvin Sampson done a great job on the floor, but getting guys in the right place off the floor, getting guys in the transfer portal, putting them into this program that's had so much success over the last decade. Um, and now they're in another spot, a familiar spot, Sweet 16 on basically their home floor in San Antonio against the team in Arizona that Tommy Lloyd's got a dilemma here. You go small with Creesa and you give up those rebounds or do you bring Creesa, you know, or, or you put Creesa on the bench and you have a little less ball handling because he didn't play well against 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. TCU either. He was chucking up threes like crazy. So I think Tommy Lloyd's at a matchup disadvantage in this game. And I love you. I played him on the money line at plus 110. I think they're the best team in this region. And I think they're in the final four. All right, real quickly, we got about a minute before break because I want to give us a little more time to expand on Texas Tech and Duke on the other side with Jared. Uh, about 45 seconds. Any thoughts on Michigan and Villanova? Uh, the winner of that game will get the winner of Houston, Arizona. I love Hunter Dickinson's quote today um, in the presser calling Villanova a more disciplined Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know. Um, He then, I I was watching his presser today, rattled off all the Big Ten schools that mocked Michigan this season, including Michigan State, Ohio State, and he called the Wisconsin, that red and white team up in Madison, uh, who were all chanting NIT when they went up there to play them, and they're all... Watching from their cribs was the direct quote from Hunter. So he's fired up. I, I think Michigan's got a tough spot here. Yeah. I-, I would say Villanova advances, but I'm not playing this spread. All right. We'll have more with our good friend Jared Smith. See where he will he break the tie. Texas Tech and Duke. What does he think of that game? Stick around. It's the nightcap here on VC. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and BC. Subscribe to your local CityCasts wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Why, why'd I do it, Sean? Why'd I bet the NBA? I don't want to ever bet the NBA. Bet the NBA. Who'd you take? I took the Sixers last night. Oh, you're still good. You got them at seven, right? Yeah. Oh, come on. 109, 105. Here's what I told you about the NBA. Don't even look until four minutes left in the fourth. So you got another minute before you need to look up there. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's bring back in our good friend from PicksWise, Jared Smith. So we we took a, a, a good gander at the South region. Let's go over to the East. We talked a bit about the Zags in Arkansas. But let's get to the main event. Is it going to be the finale of arguably the greatest coach of all time? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, Sean is now wavered. By the way, Jared, ask Sean who he picked in his bracket, Texas Tech or Duke? Probably Texas Tech if you're teeing it up in that way. He sure did. 
But now he's confident they're going to win by double figures. Uh, we've, got, we've got a c- cigar bet now. Uh, I'm riding with guns up. I think uh, Duke hasn't seen anybody of this level of defense, this tenacity, this veteran, you know, everything that Mark Adams has. And wouldn't it be so great that everyone wants to see Duke and Gonzaga, the shiny, beautiful game on CBS on Saturday night, but a 65-year-old dude in his first year as a head coach and Mark Adams and a bunch of transfers from Oral Roberts and, you know, VCU and a dude named Adonis Arms take down a lineup that is all stacked of NBA players. Guns up, Texas Tech. But what do you have on Texas Tech and Duke? I am definitely with the Red Raiders here. I, I think this was my easiest pick of the week. And we've been plotting. We've been waiting in the wings for the spot to really fade Duke. And I know that, you know, they covered one of the games and they probably, eh, I don't want to say they were deserving of a cover against Fullerton, but that game came down to the wire against the number. So they've been kind of flirting with the number over the last two games in the tournament. They have been really bad against the number. If you go back to the ACC tournament. Um, And when I look at what Duke has faced over that time, especially over the last couple of months, they haven't faced anyone even in the in the same zip code as Texas Tech. So here you go. Adjusted defense of Duke's last six opponents. Michigan State 70th, Fullerton 166th, Virginia Tech 54th, playing their fourth game in four nines. Miami 123rd, Syracuse 207. UNC respectable 44th, but I think when we watch UNC and when you watch a Duke-UNC game, defense isn't usually the first thing that comes to mind. So I just don't know if Duke is ready for this kind of a challenge. And you're right. Top to bottom, nose to toes, the players on Duke are better. But I think the scheme and the system on Texas Tech is better. And then you throw in the environment. They're playing in San Francisco. Duke is 0-5 on the West Coast. They haven't haven't played a lot of games out there, I know. But when they do travel outside of their little bubble, they haven't played well on the West Coast. And so I think the building will be hostile. I think anyone in the building that's not a diehard Duke fan is going to be rooting for Texas Tech because they're going to want to be in the house for Coach K's last game. And I just – I feel like Texas Tech had one really good game offensively, one really bad game offensively. This one, I think, will be more down the middle. They'll score probably 70. I think that's the magic number for the Red Raiders, and I think Coach K's reign ends uh, tomorrow night. So you think that in a game that's in the 70s, Texas Tech is the right side? Well, I would say 70 is the magic number. I, I think if Texas Tech gets to 70, they win. I don't think they need to get to 70 to win. They held Gonzaga to 69 earlier this year. Yeah, so they got I, beat I, by like 14. Me, they only scored 55. It's going to be fascinating for me because, you know, everybody's talking about what Duke hasn't gone up against. I don't think Texas Tech's played a lot of teams with guys that are all pretty much 6'6 and taller that all can put the ball on the on the floor and get to the rim, you know, can finish, can, can shoot, you know, the three, even though they're inconsistent sometimes in making them. I just think it's a unique and it's an interesting matchup. I'm excited to see it. I am too. Uh, it's it, it's going to be great. It's going to be the fact that it's, you know, the night game, especially for our show, for <laughs> entertainment purposes and Sean and I being on the on the opposite side. All right, Jerry, let's uh, let's jump to Friday's card. Not as sexy, but still uh, plenty of uh, interesting spots here. A lot of people have been on Miami and uh, kudos to you. I, I know you grabbed Miami when they were actually a dog. So hell of a job grabbing that one. Um, break down the Miami-Iowa State matchup. Um, you know, I, I think Iowa State, you know, hey, congratulations. T.J. Otzenberger has done a phenomenal job getting this team where they are now. 
Um, not that Miami's a world beater, but I think their guards, they don't turn the ball over. Iowa State thrives on turnovers, make you uncomfortable. I think the veteran guards of, uh, of Jim Laranega's squad get it done. Um, and uh, I, I would lay the two and a half. I just took it on the money line, laid the minus 145. Uh, what's your breakdown of Miami and Iowa State? Yeah, I think when I saw this number come out and I saw Miami as a dog, I said that that'll probably change. It did. I, I did buy back a little bit on Iowa State at two and a half. And, mm -hmm. you know, maybe Miami wins by one or two or, or maybe Iowa State wins by one. And I'll, I'll push the Miami bet. I, I think gun to my head, I would take Miami to win the game. And you're right. It's the turnovers. And that's the makeup that we like to see in March. They're sixth in turnover percentage this year. Or excuse me. Yeah, this uh, season, they're plus 24 uh, in turnover margin in their first two tourney games. So seven turnovers in two games and they forced 24 Iowa state struggles in those categories. They've committed 24 in their first two tourney games. So I think that's the matchup advantage for Miami, but let's be honest. I, I, Iowa state deserves a ton of credit. They survived what was three of their worst games, maybe in program history, all in a two week stretch uh, came through it on the other side, made the tournament lower seeded team, obviously one of the last at larges. And they've made they they've made it count. Um, and you give a lot of credit to uh, what Coach Otzelberger's done. And again, coming from UNLV, I know they didn't have a ton of success. Well, they're having it now at a high major. Um, and when I look at Larinaga, I mean, this is where they thrive in the tournament. Now they're not an underdog, but as a dog, he's seven and four in the tournament. Uh, so I, I think to me, it's it's experience against maybe a little more talent with Iowa State, top to bottom. I, I think probably experience wins in this game. Um, but I, I like my position on both sides and I'll probably just sit back and watch, but, but I, I would say, you know, Miami probably wins the game. If I had to pick it, look at you trying to middle, <laughs> middle a two. I mean, it is Iowa state. Who knows, man? I mean, that, that game could be 50 to 48. So you, you could land it, uh, right there in the middle at, uh, Jared Lee Smith on Twitter. Got three other games on Friday dealer's choice. Uh, where you want to head, uh, on those three games, any plays that you have in the other three games on uh, on Friday night slate. I mean, we'd be remiss not to mention my St. Peter's Peacocks here in Jersey City. Yeah, that's that's Jersey, where you live. Jersey City stand up. I mean, they were partying in the streets last week. Um, this, I mean, the irony, I like the first time when I was looking through some of the, you know, the, the matchups in this game against Purdue, I literally wrote down David versus Goliath. I mean, it literally is David versus Goliath with uh, Edie in the middle at 7-4 and uh, 79 free throws in the first two games of the tournament for Purdue. Edie's 22 attempts, <laughs> probably more than most teams have shot in the entire tournament so far. So I, I, to me, that's the key. I saw the, 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 you know, referee assignments that it is a big 10 ref that is going to be in Philly. Um, I don't know if he's getting this game, but I saw he was on the list. Um, if it's a refereeing crew that's familiar with, the boilers and how they play. I think that favors St. Peter's because I think the more fouls that are called in this game, the worse St. Peter's odds are of winning it. Um, but the games in Philly, Jersey city is going to be representing probably pretty strong in that game. And I listen, I, if they can make some shots, I mean, we've seen it in the sweet 16, the 15 seeds have covered before or Roberts almost beat Arkansas last year. So I, I think I, they're live, but man, it's tough to bet against literally David versus Goliath. Sean's on Sean's on the Peacocks. He's going to be coming in here. Yeah, he's going to be coming in here like uh, Carlton Banks, you know, like the 
I mean, I, everybody talks Peacocks. about Purdue's size and what yeah, a matchup duh. issue it yeah. is. How does Purdue? I talk about how that. does Purdue guard St. Peter's on the other end? I talk about that, Sean. Everyone else is saying St. Peter's is going to cover. Like they can play Williams and Edie if they want, but they've got a guard now, smaller guards that have played really well in the tournament. I think that's going to cause an already below-average Purdue defense even more trouble. No, so they're, they're shaking we'll in their see. boots from the dudes and from the man. We'll see. All right. Uh, final thought uh, before we let you run. Uh, UNC and uh, UCLA because of the Hawkes news. Is this a is this a sit back and wait? What's your what's your angle in the final minute here on UNC and UCLA? I'll be honest. Tar Heels four to one. I thought I saw to make the final four. I mean, that's the way I would play it because you would you know you hope you get the upset in the bottom half with with St. Peter's that knocks out that path. Um, if not, you would think North Carolina would be a dog against Purdue, but then you're holding the four to one ticket in your back pocket. So I, I think UCLA is vulnerable and the West coast teams besides Gonzaga have all been pretty bad in this tournament, unlike last year. So I'd say UNC and, and, and I take it a step further and try to find the best price for them to make the final four. He is Jared Smith. Follow him on Twitter at Jared Lee Great Smith stuff, joins us every week. We always love his analysis. And next week we'll be talking about the final four and oh by the way there's plenty of nfl news we can get into as well jared appreciate it man go to that pup i appreciate you guys go peacocks baby absolutely Ah, get out of here get out of here with that nonsense Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose Wendy's stacked starting lineup, like the breakfast baconator, croissant combos, and hot or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends. Oven-baked sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a Simply OJ. Bring it on home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. All right. Looks like we are on cover watch. Yeah, that was unfortunate for you. I knew it. Harden. What did I say? It was James Harden. I mean, he's sitting there fooling around with the basketball, you know. Westbrook, man. And he lets Westbrook take the ball from him. This is when Westbrook thrives. They're not going to win, but Westbrook's going to keep it competitive. But you had everything in your favor. They had, the Sixers had the ball, and the Lakers were going to foul, and Harden you know, doing hardened kind of things. Turns it over. 123-119. Yeah, it's your fault, James Harden. Yep, just basically stood there and let him take it from him. By the way, I have zero confidence in the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, me too. Zero. I wouldn't. I don't believe in that It's going to be, in my opinion, all right. I know you like the Bucs. I I love the Bucs. I don't dislike the Bucs. Not like love. To me... Man, it, if you're the Bucks, you're really trying to fight for that one seed. You want to stay away from Brooklyn as much as possible. Oh, and, yeah. and then you get in the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, in a perfect world, yeah, but, I mean, they're not afraid of Brooklyn. They're not afraid of them. See, here's the thing. But you'd ra- Look, Drew, Holl- a difference. Drew, a Drew difference. Holiday matches up so well with Kyrie. There's a difference between being afraid of them and not wanting to face them until the Eastern Conference Finals and hope that a team like Philadelphia maybe messes up and, and knocks them out. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they will, but... 
I mean, I definitely get Bucks, what you're saying. The Bucks are playing. I mean, by the way, you know who's playing ridiculous? The Celtics. Right now? The Celtics. Yeah. Holy unbelievable. Moly. I mean, people are not talking. You know what they did tonight? They're rolling people, too. They beat the Jazz by 28. They are hammering teams right now. I mean, nobody's talking about the Boston Celtics, or maybe they are, but they're not talking about them nearly enough. Listen to these teams they've beaten, like you mentioned. I I think I saw StatMuse tweeted this out. The last 16 games that they've had against teams in the field right now, they've beaten 15 of them. Wow. Beat the Jazz by 28 tonight. Beat the Thunder, whatever. That Beat the Nuggets on the road by 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, beat the Warriors by 22. Lost to the Mavericks. Beat the Nets by 6. Grizzlies by 13. Hawks by 9. Um, Nets again by 23. They beat the Sixers a, a, a couple weeks back by like a gajillion. Why do you think it is they're not getting their respect? I don't know. Because it's, you know, the Bucs are the defending world champs. The Sixers are with the MVP, and they got James Harden. The Nets are the betting favorite, and they're playing better uh, despite a loss tonight to the Grizzlies. And now, as we get to it right here, Kyrie's going to be able to play. Uh, It's expected tomorrow that um, unvaccinated uh, I think it's entertainers as the way that they're looking at it are going to be allowed to perform. I believe that's whatever. All that matters is Kyrie can play any unvaccinated Yankees or Mets. They can play. Um, wow. Who would have ever thought baseball? <laughs> I said some sarcasm. Would be the tipping point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Because if baseball's in a lockout, I don't think Kyrie's playing. You know what? You're probably right. Yeah. But it impacts a lot more, you know, because, athletes once baseball starts up. Right, because part of the, the agreement uh, with the Players Union for baseball is that players, Major League Baseball players do not have to be vaccinated. Right. So, who knows? Uh, on the Yankees and Mets, doesn't matter. Uh, now they'll be able to play, and that's expected tomorrow. So, do you look at the Nets differently now that Kyrie's allowed to play at home? No. I mean, they're going to be exciting and fun to watch, but I, I'm telling you, the Bucks are repeating. So I think plus 800, which you can find right now, I mean, it's a tremendous number. It is. It's a pretty good number. It's a tremendous number. Um, Joel Embiid, hit some free throws here. Yeah, I have Sixers. the Blackhawks on the puck line. I in-gamed it. They were up one. I got plus 137, I think. And, I mean, they've ha- they should have about five goals right now. And it's still 2-1. I just, I really don't want, selfishly, to see the Bucks and Nets play. Definitely not in the first round. And Well, the way the Miami's playing right now, the Bucks are going to be the number one seed if it's not Boston. I agree. Yeah, it feels like they're, uh, they're falling. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had it. I know. Russell Westbrook is going to be the bane of my oh, existence. Oh, you had it. You had it. You had <laughs> so it. So the, the Lakers, they, was that a pass they threw down no, low? No, it was a rebound. <laughs> it deflected <laughs> yes. off a six. Why? Oh. See, this is why I didn't bet the NBA. Uh. And by the way, the stat that I said last night was the Lakers are 8-22 ATS off mm-hmm. a, a win, which they had against the Cavaliers. Last night it was seven. It goes to nine and a half with no LeBron. And, of course, Harden – and Embiid are back, and we're sweating out a seven. The question is, there's 16 seconds left, so there'll probably be about eight to nine more points. Scored. You know what? 
Well, Russell Westbrook is going to go right to the cup. Right. Up. So he knows the number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not getting home. It's all right. You might. Focus more on uh, what to expect. And Harden misses the free throw. Yeah, we're, we're in trouble here. Carmel's going to hit that. <laughs> oh, you can't get a rebound. <laughs> you can't get a rebound. <laughs> oh. oh, man. There it is. Oh, man, that's so unlucky. Bye-bye. Oh, I feel bad for you, man. Adios. That's so unlucky. That's what I get. It's what I get for dabbling in the NBA. Yeah. I got to... Got to stick to uh, stick to what I know, and uh, the Sixers win, but the Lakers cover. Hey, great teams cover. Good job, Lakers. Yeah, I dibble and dabble in the NBA, but I don't. I don't. I definitely don't. Uh, oh my god! I knew that was gonna happen. What do you have here? Nothing now. Oh, I have the Blackhawks on the puck line. That has no shot. It's okay. By the way. Uh, CRG Futures uh, just tweeted us and said the guys at CRG Futures have been on the Celtics. All right, there you go. Nice. They've been talking about it. Shouts, Ooh. shouts to you guys. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's just a couple more thoughts on the NBA before we uh, before we wrap up the show and and uh, and give our final analysis on what to expect tomorrow in the Sweet Sixteen. So, yeah, I. For the Eastern Conference, you look at it, man, it's just so jumbled up. Tomorrow night, the Raptors and Cavs play. Uh, you know, the Raptors are, are, half, are a game back of the Cavaliers uh, for the play-in. I'd be curious, though, if Brooklyn, who's currently four and a half games back, yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's almost, I won't say a lock, but it's feeling pretty darn close to that, that the Nets are going to be playing in that play-in tournament. Which is crazy. To yeah, see. they're gonna be in the right part of it though. They're gonna be in the win the first game and right. you know, at least they're in. So yeah. they are gonna yeah, they're gonna be and here's the thing. Whoever, and it makes that will make them seventh, right? If they yeah, if they go right. on the road and they beat whoever is this assuming let's just say for argument's sake, is we have the standings, you know, up there. Um assuming this holds, which is a big assumption considering, you know, the, the Bulls are struggling, uh the Cavs are kind of I think they're four and six in the last 10. Assuming this were to hold, the Nets would go to Toronto, which that would be interesting because I don't think Kyrie would be able to play in Toronto. <laughs> I don't think he'd be allowed to go to Toronto. They might redo the law. Yeah, if so, they lifted it. Oh my gosh. It's interesting. Did you see the heat blow up tonight? I mean, there was a big fiasco on the sideline between was, uh, Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra. Oh, well, no, it's Udonis Haslam. Udonis Haslam was in the, in the, um, uh, timeout mm-hmm. and Udonis Haslam got in Jimmy Butler's Jimmy face? Butler's face. Well when I saw it it was Postrand and Butler arguing. Okay. Yeah, so it know. might have been all three, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So the heat open up. They they talked about a post game. I don't know what they said, but uh they lost again tonight. The Heat gotta watch out, man. They're they got they got teams motivated on their heels. They've got the Bucks and the Bucks, man, you know, last night they just absolutely throttled the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. And remember, there was no Chris Middleton last night. They play the Wizards tomorrow night. They're, you know, 14-point favorites at home against the Wizards. Yeah, you better watch out there, Miami, because this Bucks team, it feels like they know what's at stake. They, they do? don't, they don't want to mess around and have to play 
the Nets. And they want home court. And like you said, they're not afraid of the Nets. They beat them last year. Granted, Mm -hmm. they were fortunate with some injuries, but they beat them. They came back, and that thrilling game, if Kevin Durant's got a a smaller foot, you know, we might be talking (laughs) about something different, but he doesn't. Uh, It's true. So you've got, you know, looking down the stretch, look at this next stretch, though, for for the Bucs. Washington tomorrow, where they'll, I would assume, take care of business. Saturday night at Memphis. Mm -hmm. Tuesday, next Tuesday, at Philly. Next Thursday at Brooklyn. Well, at least not a back-to-back, so they get rest in between travel time. So, you know, the Bucks are built for this. Quite a stretch to, uh, for the Bucks. Go out and get your Bucks futures tickets now. Milwaukee, the Bucks. Talk some Sweet 16 to wrap up the show next. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Play free hoops for a share of 20 grand this March with the March Hoop Series presented by Five Hour Energy. Fire up your lineups in four free to play contests and compete for your share of 5000 bucks per contest. Head to DraftKings.com slash 5-HourEnergy now to join the action. 5-Hour Energy, fire up your lineup. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray, wrapping things up. Scott Seidenberg coming with you at the top of the hour with the look ahead. What we got going on here? Pucks for Uh, Just trying to figure out how many ways Chicago can make me more frustrated. Uh, I need them on the puck line. They're currently up a goal. They actually answered the Anaheim goal, but they are currently playing like they've never. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare played defense in a hockey game before (laughs) but we shall see you gotta go it was 2-2 just a moment ago yeah, we got a goal. I'm goal. hopefully going to get an empty net here at some point. You think Anaheim probably be trying to win the game for real. Maybe we can get an empty netter. We'll see. All right. I'm pulling for you. Pulling for your pockets. First pocket. thing is they have to not give up a goal. Pulling for your pockets here, Thank Sean. you, sir. Pulling for your pockets. Not so much tomorrow, but uh, pulling for your pockets. So let's recap. We had Brad Evans on tonight. His yep. uh, like best Vill- play tomorrow is Villanova. Villanova minus, minus the points. Yep. Uh, I didn't really get like what Jared's best play was. Uh, he likes Texas Tech. I think he liked Houston too. Yeah, he said Houston money line. Yeah. Um, 
He kind of seemed like he wanted to take St. Peter's, but he just didn't have like the. Both, he needed a little push. Both he and he and Brad were, I think, of the same mindset, which was they like. By the way, they pulled the goalie with two minutes to go. Yeah. Uh, they both, I would say, weren't going to play Purdue. They were going to be on St. Peter's or nothing. Right. I don't know if they were ultra confident, but they both seemed to be of the factor. And then he liked Miami. I think he was sitting in a, a spot where he grabbed it early and then tried to get a little buyback. So he's trying for the old Miami two-point win there. <laughs> so small window of opportunity, but uh, that seemed to be where Jared was at. Uh, Brad, Texas Tech he liked. Uh, but his favorite play, as you mentioned, was Villanova. So four games tomorrow. Two games should be wrapped up by the time we hit the airwaves. Arkansas-Gonzaga starts at 7.09 Eastern, 4.09 Pacific. I'm getting here early. Sit down. Relax. Watch, watch these games. Take it all in. Bill was just saying, how could I ask him? Uh, Aaron, can you send Bill an email and ask him, can we get uh, some of those Kentucky Fried Chicken sandwiches? <laughs> That'd be great tomorrow. It would be great. Uh, but look at that slate. That slate. That is gorgeous. That is a. That is a. That's that's as delicious as a KFC sandwich right there. I know, right? Look at that thing. Arkansas, Gonzaga, mm. Michigan, Villanova, mm. Texas Tech, Duke. Oh yeah, Houston, Arizona. All right. So let's start with Wu Pig Suey and Gonzaga to start it all off. Uh, you have more confidence than I do. I'm not playing this game. Uh, I'm off. I would. I guess forced to play it. Probably would take the points with. Uh, Woo Pig Suey, but you're more confident on Arkansas. I am. I think this is a bad matchup for Gonzaga. I think uh, Coach Musselman is a great coach. He's going to show it. I think he has his guys feeling like no one's respecting them, like no one's giving them a chance. And when you have a team that's as athletic as Arkansas that plays in a really difficult conference, is, is accustomed to being in late games, that are tight, games that are tight late, I, I, I like Arkansas in this spot. I really do. I really do. I'll be thoroughly impressed if Gonzaga wins and covers this number. I'm betting Arkansas plus the nine and a half, and I'm going to sprinkle a little money line on Arkansas as well. Um, I uh, I have Gonzaga in a money line parlay with Kansas and Purdue. Uh, so that's the only thing I got going in this game. I think Gonzaga wins. I don't know if they cover, uh, but uh, curious to see how they play. I was impressed, though, as I said multiple times in the show, how they performed in the second half. And I thought the guard play, too, was a little underrated. Nemhart was terrific. Bolton hit some big shots. The other earlier game, Michigan and Villanova, your favorite team, the Villanova Wildcats, yeah. Sean, laying five. Uh, I need Villanova to win this game to keep my futures alive. I'm not hedging off, uh, certainly not this early. Uh, maybe if we can, depending on what the number is in the, in, the, in the Elite Eight. I think Villanova wins, veteran team. I do get worried a little bit about Hunter Dickinson down low, and you mentioned Diakite. Uh, has been playing really well. So I think the size could be a bit of an issue there for the Wildcats, but I think they're too veteran, too savvy. Uh, I will roll with... Uh, I'm going Michigan money line. I think their size causes major issues for Villanova. How and many I think times are you going to bet against Villanova? I'm just... Hey, Have you won a bet against Villanova I'm on all four dogs tomorrow. All right, let's get to, uh, let's get to the next one, the main event. There you go. A little empty netter for Sean. Never in doubt. Never in well, doubt. it's not over yet. Don't let me miss not peacocking yet. That's true. <laughs> it's not over yet. It's Te a minute three. <laughs> Texas Tech and Duke. Uh, this one is a disagreement on the table. Who's the dog? Uh, your Dukies. I'm, I'm on all four dogs tomorrow on Thursday. All right. 
got to switch it up because you like Tennessee laying the points. You liked Auburn laying the points last week. So I guess you're switching it up. Trying no, to I just I go game to game. One game doesn't impact the next game for me. That's what we're gonna be doing. We're gonna walk in we're gonna be all studio. I'm just gonna be sitting like this. When Coach K's career comes to a close, they play that elite defense in Texas Tech. They get suffocated. These young bucks on Duke, they're just looking to the looking to the NBA. I'll be in full Duke gear tomorrow. Go for it. I don't yep. care. I'm just gonna be standing like this when I say I told you so. And I'll be say, hey, Sean, can you Such put a, a can you put another check mark? Why am I a hater? I'm just sorry. Why? I was the one who actually put my hard earned money on this fraudulent team to win the ACC tournament. They lost to tech uh, to Virginia Tech. So mm-hmm. another tech will get it done, and it will be Texas Tech. Uh, I think this defense is is too good. I, I like the veteranness, average age of this team, 22 years old, got four fifth-year super seniors on this squad. Mark Adams, first year, is a savvy coach. I like Texas Tech. I think they get it done, uh, and uh, it'll come to a close. Are you going to cry if Duke's, you know, nah, Coach K's career nah, comes to a nah, close tomorrow? Nah. Texas Tech, you know. Does the unthinkable and finds a way the, to win this game against a super talented favorite? Uh, like I said, the unthinkable <laughs> against this two team. Then hey, man, <laughs> I'll tip my hat. <laughs> oh, all right. So uh, and that, Anaheim, like a good old, good old little there brother. You go. Yep, let us get it. Nice, nice. Empty netter for Sean. Nice winner. Way to get some get back. And then the final game tomorrow night: Houston and Arizona. Uh, this game right now here at Circa, total of 145 and a half, and Arizona is a one and a half point favorite over the Houston Cougars. So this is interesting here because you know how high I've been on, on Houston and Memphis. I've said it from before the tournament started that I thought they both had a chance to make legitimate deep runs. I'm kind of nervous now about this game because everybody seems to be on Houston. Uh, well, it depends on who you say everybody. Everybody that... Well, everyone we've had on the show, no one has right. been pro-Arizona. The, the public's on Arizona. I mean, the ticket count will be, you know, yeah. 70% on Arizona. I'm not getting off it because I'm that big a fan of uh, of Kevin Sampson. I think he's an elite coach, and I think this is a type, kind of team that gives Arizona trouble. I will say, though, when Arizona plays their best, they're pretty darn good. Yes, they are. And their two bigs are more athletic than per- Purdue's two bigs. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree. They finish better around the rim. You know, they change direction better. You know, their, their ability to get from one end of the floor to the other is better. You know, again, I'm on St. Peter's on Friday because I think that small ball is going to – it's going to give issues to Purdue's big lineup. We're talking about Houston, Arizona, and somehow he tries to take – Well, jet. because I was comparing the big guys. I don't like Purdue. I was comparing the big guys. And I didn't mention you in that dissertation. I didn't say anything about Tim. You alluded to it. Oh, no, everything's not it. about you. People, yeah. Every listen, when you're on the road driving and somebody honks, they're not always honking at you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Uh, I, I like Houston a little bit. Yeah, like you though. I mean, I didn't write this one up for the website because I'm just. I, I like Texas Tech more than I like Houston tomorrow. I did play this. Uh, I did take Houston plus the one and a half. Um, I, I think what the reason I like Houston here is twofold. I think they have a, 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 a significant coaching edge, in my opinion, Colvin Sampson versus Tommy Lloyd. And I think there's a toughness factor that we've seen with this Houston team, the defense that they have, and they get after the offensive glass. So let me ask you a question. Why don't you give my Blue Devils that same evaluation? Because Coach Krzyzewski's got a huge advantage over Coach Adams. 
no offense to Coach Adams, but I mean he's Have relatively new. Have you been watching new. Coach K lately? This is what he does. See, that's the that's the brilliance in it. When you can coach and not say anything, you should you should hear Sean <laughs> off air and how he really thinks about Coach K. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. go, Dookie. Ah, man. Jeremy oh. Roach breaking down man-to-man defense All tomorrow. It's going to be great to, to see. to a close tomorrow night. Coach K's illustrious career. <laughs> it's not a funeral. It's a think, celebration. You would think it would end against Gonzaga in the Elite Eight. But Mark Adams in year one with a bunch of transfers. I'm telling you right now. down the Blue Duke, Devils. Duke, Arkansas in the Elite Eight. Going to put on a, put a big old cigar. He's just hoping that so Duke can make the Final Four. All right, we'll find out tomorrow. The games will be here. It's the Nightcap here on VEASAN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare